Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Father, I thank you for this is the day that you have made, Father, and we rejoice and are glad in it, Father. Thank you. Uh, for the, everyone that is listening and watching, Father, we pray, Lord, that this word, Father God, will be you, not us. Father, to meet the needs, meet the, the needs of today, Father God. And, and I just thank you for what you already have started to do in all of our lives and in our family, Father. And I give you the praise and the glory and the honor. Thank you again for this morning, Father, for this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. And my lovely Sandra will be reading. Okay, good morning. Um, I am in the NIV version, um, Genesis 30, starting with verse one here. It says, when Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children? Then she said, here is Bilhah, my maidservant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me and that through her, I too can build a family. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife. Jacob slept with her and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Because of this, she named him Dan. Rachel's servant, Bilhah, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, I've had a great struggle with my sister and I've won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her maidservant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, what good fortune, so she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, how happy I am. The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants, which he brought to his mother, Leah. Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your mandrake, your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take away my son's mandrakes too? Very well, Rachel said. He can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. So when Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. God listened to Leah and she became pregnant and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my maidservant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, 
God has presented me with a precious gift. This time, my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. Sometime later, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add to me another son. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob, and Laban, uh, send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you, and I will be on my way. You know how much work I've done for you. But Laban said to him, if I found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, name your wages and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, you know how I've worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly and the Lord has blessed you wherever I've been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? He asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied, but if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you've paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamb that is not dark colored will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. The same day he removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them and all the dark colored lambs and he placed them in the care of his sons. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob. Well, Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flocks. However, Jacob took, excuse me, took fresh cut branches from poplar, almond and plane trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs so that they they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they made it in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by, by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and dark colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus, he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to, excuse me, and came to own large flocks, maid servants, men servants, and camels and donkeys. Amen. 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 All right. All right. What a word. Thank you so much, Sandra. You know, what, 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 what a word. And, and, you know, and I read this, 
for me, this is, this is more like a soap opera. You know, I, I thought I was reading, I was seeing a, a movie at the, in this particular chapter, you know, and because it starts off when Rachel saw, what did she see? What did she see to, to understand that? We just need to go back to uh, uh, chapter 29 uh, and, 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 and we see that, that Rachel had a sister at the name Leah and they were both married to the same guy, Jacob. I mean, the Jacob was tricked into marrying Leah, which he didn't care about, but he really loved Rachel. So now the, their father said, well, you know, work for me and you could have her too. And now here he has two wives. You know, it's hard enough to have one because we're one, you know, we're bumping heads and, we, and I just, we get to know each other. But he started off with two at the same time, you know, so he must be pulling out his beer, you know, with, with, with two wives in the same, same house. But he says, but, but he loved Rachel, you know, and he says there in verse one, you know, that Rachel saw that, you know, and she, that means she saw Leah, that Leah before God blessed her, you know, verse uh, 20, chapter 29, 31, he says that the Lord saw that Leah was unloved and he opened her womb. In other words, because Jacob loved Rachel more, he kind of gave, he turned his back to Leah. He didn't pay no much attention to her, you know, and the Lord blessed her because he saw her need, you know, and she conceived and, and in chapter 29, you know, she gave him four sons, four sons. So Rachel is jealous. Rachel at this particular point, you know, time has passed and she hasn't conceived anything. She hasn't born no children. And he says that Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. She was desperate. She was unhappy in her situation. And that's why she said that. And at this point, Jacob turned around and says, you know, he was angry and he arose against Rachel. He said to her, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you? In other words, look at it this way. Jacob's stuff was working. He had four sons. So there was, so he, he was healthy. He was able to produce some. So there was nothing wrong with him. You know, so therefore it must have, it must have been Rachel that had the issue. It's because God has withheld from her, you know, at the, from, having, from having children, you know, and, and, and she thought about this. You know, at this particular moment, because now it just jumps into chapter three and, and it says, so she said here is my maid at the villa go into her and that she may bear a child in my niece that I also may have children by her. I, 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 I'm going to assume and believe that back then this was their tradition that if somebody that if somebody couldn't have children, they couldn't have some, a surrogate come in and have children on their behalf, okay? And, and what they would do is that they would, they would kneel by that person. When that person's baby was born, they were able to hold that baby and they were able to name that baby, which will cause them, which will cause them to be that parent, that mother of that child. So this, this was going on. So she says, well, take my servant, you know, take my servant that she can have babies in my name. And this goes right back to uh, Genesis 16, uh, too, that we see this, that that's when Sarah and Abraham, you know, that she was, in, that she couldn't have, didn't have no child. And what does she do? You know, because the Lord had restrained her from having children, that she gave her servant over so that through her, she can have children. So here we see a bad example being repeated again. 
but, but what somebody did. And it goes right into verse four. We see that, that she says, and then she gave birth, uh, Bella, her maid, as wife. She gave it, she gave it to, to Jacob, and he went in with her, and she conceived. And then Rachel said, God has judged my case. He has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, he shall be called Dan. So Ra Rachel felt that she was vindicated at this point because at this point, she had this child through her maid servant, you know, but she felt vindicated. And Rachel's maid, uh, Bella, had conceived again. And Jacob had a second son. And at this point, Rachel said, with great wrestling, I have wrestled with my sister. And indeed, I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. But, but look what it says. She wrestled. You know, it doesn't really give you an indication, the, the word wrestle. But, you know, they had issues because they were both in the same house. They were both the wives of the same men, you know, and one was having more children than the other. So I'm sure throughout all these years, because this didn't happen overnight, as we read this, you know, it looks like it happened pretty quick, but this took years, years of waiting, years of wanting, you know, and, and, and she wanted to have children, but yet she wasn't having children. And then Leah, on the other hand, she, she wanted to please her husband, Jacob, and, didn't, and couldn't find a way. You know, and that's why, and at, at this point, you know, like Rachel, you know, she said, I have wrestled. So she's been through stuff. But then she feels that she has prevailed, prevailed, you know, and then uh, Nefertali means, you know, my struggle or my wrestle. So she, you know, she had a time that she struggled. You know, Leah had birth four sons at the, to Jacob. But at this particular moment, she has not conceived for a while. So now she's falling behind. So Leah's falling behind. And she, and she, because he sees Rachel, Rachel had the two through her, through her maidservant. So now Leah wants to get back into in the wagon. And she starts to say, you know what I mean? I have, I haven't conceived. So then she says, when Leah saw in verse nine that she hadn't, that she has stopped bearing children, she took at the Zipa her maid, and gave him to Jacob as his wife. You know, what the heck is this? You know, that just because you can have children, you take somebody and you make her your husband's wife so you can have children? Out of order, you know? I'm just glad that we don't live in those days. I'm just glad that, because you know what? I'll be in trouble, you know? I could be in trouble because I might have more than one wife, you know? But, but this is the way they did it back then. You know, and, and it says, said, then it's in verse 10, it says, and Leah, uh, a servant, it did, bore Jacob a son. And, he, and in verse 11, he called his name Gad. And Leah, again, servant, in verse 12, bore him a second son. So he, she has two more sons. Then Leah said, I am happy, for the daughters will call me blessed. You know, having children, having children is a blessing. Come on now. Having children is a blessing, whether I'm a pop or, uh, or a mom, having children is a blessing. It's a blessing from God. So they believe that the more the, the children that they were able to produce, they were highly blessed. They were highly blessed. So that's why she says, you know, for the daughters will call me blessed, you know. And then, you know, the, again, they go into the surrogate that, you know, that they were able to do this 
to produce, you know, more children, more children. In Proverbs uh, 31, 28, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. This is what Leah was searching for. Le Leah was searching for acceptance. Leah was searching that Jacob would love her like he loved Rachel. So she was trying to, that she was feeling that the more that I can produce, the more that I can give, you know, the, the better I'm going to be accepted. And Rachel, on the other hand, she wasn't producing the way Leah did. So she was behind, but she wanted so badly to have a, to have a child, you know? And so they, they had this struggle going back and forth with these two sisters, you know? And, and, and now we're getting into, into chapter 14. So now they're including the children, you know? You know, now they're bringing the children into the mix because here it says that, that Reuben, you know, went to the end and went in the day of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field. And he brought them to his mother, Leah. And Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son mandrakes. Mandrakes was thought to be able to en enhance the sexual powers of fertility. In other words, they thought that by having this particular fruit, they were able to bear children. So they're looking for whatever means possible to have children. Again, like a soap opera, you know, when you think about it, you know, so, you know, so, you know, so they, but they brought the kids into, so this competition was constantly going on between them. In other words, Leah, the first wife, because she was the one that married uh, Jacob first, was trying to earn her husband's affection, while Rachel was just trying to conceive. And they were looking at it to try to get it any way possible any way possible and in verse 15 it goes and she said to her it is a small matter that you have taken away my husband that was Leah speaking because she felt that she felt that you know that Rachel was the favorite one and she was losing out you know and and then if they, would you take away my son's mandrakes also so you know and Rachel said therefore he will lay with you tonight for your son's mandrake. What does that sound like? You know, what does that sound like? Like she's buying her way in to, to, to the husband. You know, this is out of order. You know, how dare you? But this is what they're doing. You know, he said, you know, that you, you, I'm giving you permission. These two sisters going back and forth for the attention of their husband and now they are involving their children in the mix. Wow, wow. Man, if they make this into a movie, it's probably gonna be very famous because God, it's crazy, it's crazy. You know, this meant, and, and pretty much, and I was looking at this, why does all this have to occur? Because Jacob wasn't paying attention. Started with him. Because when he went and he, and he saw Rachel for the first time that he fell in love with her, you know, and he said, yeah, I will work for you for her. Give me her. He got drunk that night. He got blitz. You know, and for me, I can't perceive how do you do not know who this person is that you're going in with? You know, you got to be blind, you know, and you got to be totally, totally wasted. I wouldn't want to be wasted like that. But apparently, he got wasted. 
and he was tricked and he couldn't tell the difference between who, who, who he was with. So if he would have paid attention, that tells us, be careful, pay attention. Don't let the situation steal from you the blessing of God. Don't let the situation that you may, be, that you may find yourself make you make a bad decision. You know, back in the day, you know, daughters didn't have rights. You know, they had to do what their parents told them to do, or better yet, what their father told them to do. And sometimes the daughters were used to bring peace between two families or peace between two nations, you know, and they will be given away like that. So they really didn't have a right and they had to do. So Leah had to marry Jacob, you know, and then Rachel was given to him. So here we go into verse 16. It says, when Jacob came out of the field in the evening, Leah went, <laughs> went to him to meet him and said, you must come in with me for I have surely hired you. In other words, I paid a price. I paid a price at the, you know, for you with my son's mandrakes. And he went in for, with her. Man, amazing, ain't it? <laughs> when you read it and you think about it, I said like, wow. And he says there, but look how merciful, because you know, God, God, and, and all of this, you know, God has a way of taking our mess and turning it around. Even when we know what we're doing is wrong, God can still turn it around for us because of his mercy and because of his grace. It's because these women were going at it and yet God says right here, and God listened to Leah and she conceived and she brought Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my wages because I have given my maid to my husband and so she called his name Issachar. You know, God listened. In other words, God heard her heart. Even in the mess of all this stuff. And that tells me that if I'm going to do something, if I feel like I'm messed up, or if I feel like I missed the mark, come on now. We know that sometimes we go through stuff in life, and sometimes life is difficult. We can mess up. We can say the wrong thing. We can do the wrong thing. I'm, I raise my hand because you know what? I have done that and I have to repent and I have to turn to the Lord and the Lord will forgive me. But that's what tells you that, you know, even in the mess, God will still hear us and God is favor. His grace was being shown back then. His grace, you know, his mercy. And because he says there, that then Leah conceived again and bought Jacob a sixth son. A sixth son. Wow. That's a big, that's a big family. That's a big family. You got six sons there. You got two for one mate. You got two from the other mate. Imagine the diaper changes that had gone on in that place. That's a big family, you know, but then, but then, you know, you know, God's mercy. And look what Leah says. Leah said, God has endowed me with good endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have bore him six sons. Six sons. In other words, she was grateful. You know, she was grateful that the Lord has allowed her to have six sons. 
But why? Because she wanted to win her husband's affection. She wanted to win his heart, you know? And yet Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah, you know? But she wanted to win it and she tried. And God was being merciful to her because God was giving the desires of her heart in the mess, in the mess. That tells me that today, no matter what we're going through, whether if it's my fault or not my fault, and I'm going through a storm, and I'm going through a struggle, God is faithful to hear your plea, to hear your prayer and answer you. He is right there with you. Because if God would do what he did back then, by his grace and his mercy towards his women, because of the stuff that they were going through, you know, and he blessed them. He blessed them. You know, how much more he would do for us today that we live by grace. You know, so no matter what's going on, my brothers and my sisters, keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on the promises that he has given you and the word that he has put in your heart. Because just as he worked things out back in there, that day, in that culture, in the ways that men have taken and done crazy stuff like this, God is faithful today to meet your needs and be there with you. He says, he says afterwards in verse 21, she bore a daughter and they call her name Adina. You know, so she had a daughter. So Leah has six sons and one daughter and her maid, Zilpa had two sons for Jacob. That's a big family. And then in verse 22, it says, and God remember Rachel. I don't know why God held back Rachel from having babies earlier, but I believe, I believe that whenever we are waiting for something, God is trying to teach us something. Whenever we're waiting for the Lord to move, what are we doing in the waiting? What are we doing in the waiting? Because this particular individual, Rachel, in the waiting, she wasn't waiting. She was trying to do God's work for him. She was trying to, to have a child. And that's why she gave her maid servant to, to Jacob. So she was doing what she can to bring up her status. You know, she wasn't waiting. So my question is, what are we doing in the waiting? Are we trying to do it in our own? Are we trying to replace God? Or are we going to wait on the Lord, you know, and keep our focus on him and give him the praise and give him the glory and give him the honor? Because as we do that, as we wait on him, he will show us what he wants to teach us. He will open up our eyes that we can see, you know. So therefore, Keep yourself focused. And it says in 23, and she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, you know, and said, the Lord shall add me another son. So she was, man, she, she must have been jumping up and down. She, you know, praising the Lord and say, I got my own son. Because it is one thing to, to have a son by somebody else. But it's one thing to have a son 
through your own body. And that's what she wanted to do. She wanted a son and the Lord has blessed. And what, and what does Joseph do in the, in the future? Joseph was the key. Joseph was the key for the salvation of Israel, you know, for the salvation of the people of Israel, you know, and, and, and his name, you means you add another, you know, add another. And later on in another in chapter of Genesis 35, the Lord does bless her with another child. And that's a different story, but she does have another child later on, you know. So my brothers and my sisters, my time is up. But look, in this soap opera, <laughs> uh, this chapter that we just read, uh, these two women going at it, you know, and they and all the stuff that they were trying to do. And this took years, years in the making, all this thing. The main thing is that you can see the faithfulness of God. See the faithfulness of God, the compassion of God, that even in their mess, the Lord blessed. Even in their mess, the Lord made a way. Because God's word will always be fulfilled. He made up a, a promise to, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the whole entire generation that was coming after that, that they will be blessed, that Abraham will be blessed. And this will continue and continue. And here we have the birth of Joseph, which is the other generation that's, that's coming up and other history that's going to be made. But God's word will always be fulfilled. If God has spoken to you, if God has given you a promise, you know, if God has given you a vision, you know, and, 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 and has spoken to you, believe and trust without wavering. Don't question God. Just wait on the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you in advance. I thank you because the doors are opening. I thank you for my healing. Even though sometimes you may not feel something, I thank you for my healing. I thank you for your presence in my home, in my family, in my children's family, in my children's children. You know, I thank you that you're working it out. I thank you for healing and restoration. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you, Father, because you are in control. The world is not in control the Lord is in control. And if he's in control, I can wait and be certain that he is with me and be certain that his word will come to be true in our lives. So my brothers and sisters, as we read this particular story, and as we see the craziness of people, what people would do, but yet again, God was merciful. God's hand is always extended to you and I. So today, you know, let's trust in the Lord. Let's lean not into our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will make a way where there is no way. And he will restore all that the enemy has stolen. Why? Because that's the promise of the Lord. And that's the promise of his word. So again, have a blessed week, my brothers and sisters. My time is up. You know, again, let's get ready for, for worship in the park on Saturday. You know, God is on the move. You know, beautiful things are coming. Keep our focus. Keep our pastors in prayer, you know, as, as and especially Pastor Brendan, you know, and his time with the Lord. And, and, I, and I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you throughout this week. Love you all. Love you all. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. 
Father God, I just thank you for today. And I thank you for my brothers and my sisters, Father. I pray that you would just be with them, that you would just meet them where they're at. I thank you, Father, because you are always faithful. Even when we mess up, even when we don't make good decisions, you are faithful, Father God. And we see it through this chapter, Father God, that even every single time they did something crazy, Lord God, you were still there and you made a way. You kept your promise. You kept the covenant that you made with Abraham, Father. Even though people can mess up, Father God, you never mess up. Your word will always be fulfilled. Your word will always come out true, Father God, and your word will always make a way. So I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your promises, and I thank you for what you're doing, and every one of my brothers and sisters, bless them, keep them, and guide them, Father. And I ask all this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a blessed week. Be safe, be safe, and always keep your focus. Love you all. God bless.